Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Monday, July 25th, 2022. And our top story today, gas prices may be declining nationwide, but we've got some tips to save you money at the pump. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Ben Preston covers automotive for Consumer Reports. Ben, so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us in the program this morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, so, and, and I love the unbiased and objective perspective of Consumer Reports. I mean, this is, a, CR is a very respected, respected brand. I used to, back in the day, I used to read Consumer Reports magazine whenever I, I bought something. So it's great to have you and Consumer Reports on the program. We're going to talk gas prices in this first segment. And um, in general, the reaction, what do you, reaction are you seeing, at, you know, here in Charlotte, the price of gas has gotten close to $5 just for regular gas. The price has come down, but just want to get your overall national perspective on gas prices. Um, well, you know, locally, I think people around New York here, people are upset about the higher prices, but there are geopolitical forces at play here that we don't have any control over. And uh, the best thing to do is just to sort of manage the situation as best we can. So how to save money on fuel is kind of where we're uh, attempting to help people out. Yeah, a really good point. We can't control what we can't control. That, you know, that people always say, don't focus on the things you can't control, control the things you can't control. So let's talk about, you, you mentioned you live in New York. Uh, gas prices are a little bit higher there, I think for a lot of different reasons, which we can get into. But how do, what do we do in order to lower our, the price at the pump for us so that we're not spending $100 versus you know, what we were paying maybe $50, $60 to fill up our gas tanks? Well, I mean, the, uh, the fuel bill is still going to be pretty high just because of what it costs per gallon to buy gas. But there are a number of ways that you can mitigate that. Um, for starters, sort of planning out where you're going to go to get gas helps because, as you've noticed, the prices vary widely, even from block to block sometimes. So you can look at gas apps or even Waze or Google Maps or something like that to find out where around you is going to have the cheapest prices. So before you even head out, you can sort of plan out your fuel trips, your, your fuel stops, and uh, get the best price. Um, there, there are other ways you can save money on gas. Um, you know, a lot of people use Costco cards or Sam's Club and other kind of things. You know, many people look at those gas station credit cards where you can get so many cents off per gallon as a way to save money on fuel. And you can save a little bit that way, but that's how many cents per gallon. If, you, if you're going to save three, four, five cents per gallon, the bite of that goes down somewhat when the price goes from $3 to $5 you know, it's going to be a smaller percentage. Whereas those, uh, those, those uh, savings club store cards tend to give you a percentage per gallon, however many percent it is, two, three, four, five percent. 
you, you have to look at the particulars for each one. But <clears throat> those will give you better savings even as the price fluctuates. And they also have other perks too. You have to look into the particulars of uh, each card, but there can be other perks and you can actually save a lot of money on gas and other supplies. Um, you know, prices on everything have gone up uh, as inflation has ramped up over the past several months. Ben, let's talk about, you mentioned planning out when you're going to fuel up. What about planning your errands? So for example, I live in Charlotte, as I mentioned, if I'm going to go north, uh, of the city, I probably, I would think, and I want to get your perspective on this, I probably want to group my errands. So if I need to go to a Whole Foods or a Food Lion and I need to go to a Walmart, I do them near each other. So I'm not traveling back and forth and therefore wasting gas. Yeah, that's a good point. I was going to get into that. Bundling your appointments. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, right. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, bundling your appointments is a great idea because if you're having to drive across town to one thing and then go to the other thing somewhere else, you know, you might hit traffic. Traffic is back now, if you've noticed. Um, so if you're grinding through traffic, you're using a lot more fuel. It's better to just go to one place, do all the things you got to do, and then come back home or to work or wherever you have to be. And uh, the less driving around you have to do, the better. And let's face it, driving around, uh, running errands isn't necessarily the most pleasant way to spend time. So uh, you can save money there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't enjoy running errands. If I have to do them, I try to group them uh, to execute them as quickly. Get in, get out is my motto. Uh, ben, I want to ask you about car maintenance. Um, you know, we're going to talk about buying a car on the back end in the second segment. But I want to talk about car maintenance because that I have to think that that's important here as well, whether it's tire pressure, the, the engine regulation, maintenance, right? That Those are important steps that you can you can control what you can control. Sure, yeah, making sure your car is tuned up and uh, is getting the best fuel economy it can. Checking your tire pressure on a regular basis. I know that's one that uh, has been drilled into us since a young age, but no, you know, a lot of people just, eh, whatever, tires, you know, but it, it really does help to have your tires properly inflated. That'll uh, affect your fuel economy. Um, you know, you can also uh, think about how you drive. If, if you're speeding from light to light, you're going to use a lot more fuel than if you drive smoothly. And it's also, you know, not as hard on your car. And then when you're out on the freeway, if you keep the, the faster you go, the more gas you're going to use. Because as your speed increases, the wind resistance against the car increases exponentially. So you need more power to overcome wind resistance. And it doesn't seem like it would be that much because you press the pedal and the car goes. But the numbers tell a different story and you're going to get much better fuel economy if you just kind of slow down and drive more mellow. Yeah. Those jackrabbit, look, I'm guilty of that sometimes too. Uh, those jackrabbit starts from sometimes sitting in at a light, just, it's just not fun. You got some good tunes going, you're talking to your wife or partner, your, maybe your kids, and you just want to get from point A to point B, but you're absolutely right. Those jackrabbit starts, all they do right now is drain your your fuel line, you drain your gas. A lot of cars now have a little uh, an, an indicator on the dash that tells you what your fuel economy is. You can kind of make a game out of it. Um, I've been keeping an eye on mine. I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm guilty of the same, you know, especially around here uh, in the New York area. Driving tends to be a little competitive, but I've really slowed it down. Because, yeah. You know, the numbers are, are telling me, hey, I'm getting better fuel economy when I when I drive more slowly and 
just with a, a lighter touch. Yeah, that, you know, we're all, it's a, life's a learned experience. Last question for the segment before we go to a commercial. I want to ask you, and this is kind of indirectly related, but summer travel. I mean, so many people are, you know, here we are in July, people are hitting the road. They may not be flying because, geez, have you seen all those flights out of, you know, all these major airports get delayed. So they may decide to drive. Any, any tips for them uh, if you're leaving your immediate area and maybe you're traveling across the country or you're going to grandma's house or, geez, I don't know, you're going to go visit one of those wonderful national parks. Again, I think the best thing to do is to moderate your speed. Uh, you're going to see, especially over a long distance, you're going to see a better fuel economy and you're going to spend less money. But of course, you can also, if you're really dedicated, plan out your fuel stops and look at where are you going to be stopping most likely? Because you know how far your car can go or how far your family can go before you need to stop and take breaks and all that kind of stuff. So you, if you're going to stop at the main travel plaza, you'll, you might pay uh, 10, 20 cents more a gallon, depending on where you are uh, for fuel than as if you find someplace off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah. Well, you certainly don't want to wind up like Clark Griswold Chevy Chase's character in Vacation, uh, you know, get in the Wally world. They had all sorts of trouble, especially with Aunt Edna. But hey, you want to avoid that plan ahead, including your gas stops. That seems to make a lot of sense. Ben, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, buying a car, thinking about buying a car, new or used. We're going to have some tips for you. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. 
This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book, and as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-504-8194. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Ben Preston of Consumer Reports, where he is an automotive writer. Ben, thanks so much for sticking with us this morning. No problem. Let's uh, let's talk about car buying. Yeah. Okay. So out of the frying pan into the fire. I don't think I have to tell anybody who's watching this program, especially you who are contributing to it. It's a really difficult time to buy a new car and also a used car. It's really difficult to buy a used car right now because the prices are so high. As you've seen since uh, the beginning of the pandemic, I think prices have gone up nearly 50% on used cars just because new car production has scaled back so there and demand ramped up last year so the uh, there's just not as much availability for new cars. Meanwhile, people need new cars, rental car fleets are trying to replace what they have so all that attention all that demand has gone to the used car market. So what you're seeing is that cars that are only a few years old are selling for almost what they sold for new. And uh, people are having to dig into cars that are five, six, 10 years old to get good deals on used cars right now. Yeah, and, and there are some challenges when you're buying a used car. There's a lot of challenges, whether it's new or used, right? Um, making sure that when you, if you hold a car for a longer pe- period of time, being aware of some of the safety ramifications but also the fuel ramifications that we were talking about uh, before. A, a car that is five, seven, eight, nine, ten years old may not be, if it not, has not been maintained, Ben, it may not be as fuel efficient as it was when it first rolled off that assembly line. I think the biggest drawback about uh, buying older cars, I mean, the obvious one is that it may, may have maintenance issues that, uh, that you, you can't see. But one of the bigger issues is that you're not going to have the same safety equipment that a new car has. Like most new cars come with active safety features that prevent crashes. Um, You're also, you've probably noticed that fuel economy figures have been going up. More more cars now using turbocharged and hybrid powertrains to get more uh, miles out of a gallon of fuel. Um, But there are ways to find new cars that meet your needs. First of all, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and I, you were going into it and I cut you off. How, how do we find a, a car uh, that meets our needs? I'll tee it up perfectly sure. for you. I'm sorry for interrupting. Sure. First of all, uh, when you're looking for a new car, you have to be realistic about the availability of new cars right now. So you have to say, well, this is what I want, but maybe there are other cars that meet my needs that aren't exactly what I want. So that goes for both the type and the brand or model. So let's say you're looking for um, a small SUV. You might want one of the more popular models, but you could go for something that's a little more off the beaten path that will meet your needs, but might have better availability. We've also found that front wheel drive versions of small SUVs tend to be easier to get hold of, and uh, small sedans as well. 
tend to be uh, easier to get hold of because SUVs have become so much more popular over the past several years. Uh, sedans, just they're not as sought after. So you might be able to find uh, maybe not deals, but availability. Um, another way that you can kind of get ahead of this, uh, this increase in demand and, and, the, and the short supply of new cars is you can pre-order. You can place a factory order for the car that you want. And what that takes is identifying the need uh, for a new car at some point in the you know, not too distant future and saying, you know, I think my car right now, I could probably think about replacing it in four or six months. Maybe I'll get the ball rolling now. And if you place a factory order, it could take anywhere from three, six weeks, four months, five months. I don't know. It depends on the manufacturer, but it could take a while. So you have to kind of plan ahead there. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this kind of hypothetical uh, question, and then we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there uh, for the morning. Um, if you own a car, you bought it through lease. The lease is up. Um, you know, it used to be advantageous to go to the dealer and the dealer would try to get you into a new car. Is it worth uh, buying the car off of lease um, or do you delay, extend the lease? I mean, you know, there's lots of different, and of course it varies by manufacturer, but has, has perspective changed? Because a lot of those secondary cars, you might be able to get a good deal on a new car because your car may have low mileage or maybe in a good condition. So is it worth exploring that before um, you turn the car back in and buy a new car? That's a great question. Um, when they calculate the lease terms at the beginning of the lease, the, the numbers are all based on what the car is projected to be worth two, three years from now, from this point. So when many leases that are coming off lease now are calculated, this all happened before uh, this big increase in used car prices. So if you have a, a, a car that's coming off lease that's in good condition, most leases have a buyout option baked into the contract and you can then buy that for what today is below market value. Normally it wouldn't be such a good yeah. deal um, because obviously you know, the dealer or the manufacturer doesn't want to give away a car for favorable terms. They want to, you know, hold the cars themselves. But right now is a good time if, if your lease was calculated before, say, a year, year and a half ago. Uh, you can actually get a really good deal on an off-lease car. And you already know what's wrong with it, if anything. You know, you, this is your car. You've had it. So you know its issues. Really good point. And a lot of times the, the warranties extend beyond the, the 36 months or the 39 months of the lease. It might give you four or five years, depending on the manufacturer. Really good tips. Ben, we're going to have to leave it there. Great chatting with you. I, I love Consumer Reports. Like I said, I used to read it uh, before I bought the vacuum, uh, the lawnmower, uh, all sorts of products. I know it's online now, but in the old days, I would go to the library. And I, my dad reports. got ben, Consumer Reports too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. You're dating me a little bit. Ben, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very thanks soon. Thanks for having me. That wraps up this episode of BRN AM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website, 
and of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a Tax Doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.